0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We are your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. And Adam Newell. Guys, welcome back to the show. God, we had such a crazy weekend. So much fun. I mean, too much fun. I'm like so exhausted right now. The charcuterie board came out amazing, guys, for everyone who was asking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you heard that right. We are good at cutting meat, guys. We did this amazing charcuterie board. Well, when I say we, we had like five people helping us. It was the size of like two picnic tables. Yes.
1: And I do have to say, and I know normally I save my let's bitch session, kind of bitch about it at the end. But we're putting together this board and we had to wait until after the wedding. We snuck over to where the reception was and they were, you know, taking photos when we were sneaking over. So we thought we had enough time. As soon as people start arriving, while we're setting up this board, the first thing they do is grab a plate and start like taking off of the board that's not done yet. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, get your dirty hands off that!" Yeah, I was like, "Get your." And then this like little girl, the mom was like, "Go ahead, Maddie, go in there and grab grab whatever you want."
0: And I'm like, "Maddie, if you touch anything, Maddie, if you pick your damn nose before you touch any of that cheese, I'm gonna kick your butt, Maddie." no (laughs) okay (laughs) we can never be parents okay we get it thank goodness there wasn't maddie there who was there
1: no i i don't even know what the kid's name was but the kid it wasn't even the kid that pissed me off it was more so the mom because i was like this is kind of common sense girl like we still have
0: ziploc ziploc bags like that we're opening to put the cheese i get off of the fucking table It went off without a hitch. We had a big family wedding this weekend. The only thing that couldn't happen was our cousins couldn't get married on the beach because the tide was so high from the hurricanes and and everything like that. But I mean, this crowd of people and Adam, your family is just so go with the flow happy that it didn't matter. We could have literally been in the middle of a soccer field with like solo cups of beer and people would have been happy. It was just so fun. But everything went out or went off without a hitch. Like that charcuterie board which we were so worried about and your aunt was like this better look good when i walk in it turned it, out great did she say anything about it oh yeah she loved it
1: yeah and then you know guys i felt so bad for the bride and groom because they looked amazing and first they find out that they can't have the wedding on the beach then after that they the hotel moved them to the third floor on this like terrace which was like super cute but there was an air show <laughs> so there's a <laughs> helicopter that's like hovering right above us. And then there was an employee who was downstairs and on her phone on the first floor screaming on the phone at somebody. And I'm like, what the
0: hell is act- like, what is going on? Hey, sometimes within chaos, there is, there's um, peace and and happiness. Yeah, really And they had like,
1: say. when you go, when you went to go sit down for the wedding, which I've never seen this before, but this is totally my family. They had like, you can grab, fireball
0: or a beer to take to your seat
1: and i was like <laughs> I was like, okay
0: this is yeah welcome to the Maybe wedding not the best way to start it out but i
1: thought it was wow. a great way to start it out i mean we didn't yeah. have a beer or a fireball but i was like this is a great option Speak for yourself oh yeah you did have a beer
0: yeah yeah i don't really drink beer but sometimes you just want a beer it's i know a lot down here
1: i grabbed a fireball and jason looked at me and he's like do you feel like that's making good decisions and i was like oh <laughs> As he's like sipping his beer, I was like, oh, probably not. I shouldn't have this beer. And he's like, I think that's a better decision. And I was like, fuck me.
0: Uh, well, listen, before we like get into it a little bit, I have to say, I mean, we both have to say con- or congratulations. What am I talking about? See how tired I am? I have to say how grateful we are for everyone pushing our reviews on our podcast because of you guys, because of everyone who listens to this and you are listening, which makes us so happy and so grateful you guys are leaving reviews. You guys are rating the podcast and you can leave reviews and rate on like everything. Amazon Music, Apple, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We just really, really are so grateful because it's providing us an opportunity to get creative and bring on new interviews and new guests and, and do new things on the show. So we really do appreciate it.
1: Oh my God. We have so many incredible interviews lined up for you guys. It's wild. And we keep saying that, but things keep getting pushed around. We had family in town. My mom just left today. So I was a little bit sad, but we went out on the boat and, um, yeah, we were, everyone was like, come on, let's go back to the pool. Let's go have fun. Let's go bowling. Let's go out. And we were like, no, we have to work
0: (laughs) and we're tired
1: and we're, yeah, we're dead. I just want to, I just want to take a hot bubble bath and watch White Lotus and listen to Jennifer Coolidge say, gosh, I could really use a hot dog right now.
0: (laughs) By the way, episode three was amazing. I know you, I think, went to bed before me last night. Or what was it? Last night? The night before? No, it was and, last night. And it was amazing. It's such a great show. I I really think I like White Lotus season two better than I do season one. And season one was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, I have a quick question because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about reality TV, but something has been weighing on my mind. Adam, are you more of a coffee person or a tea person?
1: What a dumb question. I drink six. No, Adam, shots there's, of no espresso. Such thing.
0: there's no such thing as a dumb question. Oh, that could be sneaking tea behind my back. I don't know.
1: That sounded pretty fucking dumb to me. <laughs> no, you know, I drink a of like, lot of
0: coffee. Is there a difference in like coffee and tea people? Because I'm starting to realize I only hang out with coffee people. And, you know, like for me, I like both, right? I like a good tea before bed, like that lemon ginger prebiotic tea that shit is amazing but it's like it's like you have to be patient right like you boil the water and then you let it like sit and then it's like you know no, what you mean? lost it's like, me too much work too exactly much work. that's what i'm saying and it's like coffee i just go push brew it's done in like five seconds you know like are different people different kinds of of like drinkers like coffee and tea yes that's people? like a, a
1: beer person and a wine person or a liquor person and like a non-alcoholic
0: or like okay, a Dunkin' what's a Donuts stereotype, person. What's the stereotype of a coffee person and a tea person? Because I feel like coffee people are just anxious and need to get shit done. Yeah, that's me. Like,
1: I feel like you have a lot of anxiety. You have a lot of shit to get done. You have the shakes. You're just going. You're like a little psychopath. And then for tea, I feel like those are <laughs> just like really chill people. Um, I feel like they're probably sophisticated. I feel like... I don't know. I don't like tea drinkers.
0: Wait, even if you go get like the sweet tea from like the the two gallon carton at at Publix. No, that's different. Is I'm talking about hot tea
1: drinkers. No, that's not sophisticated. That's some like <laughs> Blue Ridge, Georgia shit. Hey, I love my sweet tea. No, but listen, I grew I, up I, with I, sweet tea. Oh, okay. yeah. I used to always have those, um, those like little things that are clear, see through, and you take the top off, and then we would have to make the tea and pour it in there, and then my dad would be like son, you pour the sugar in and you count to five. And I'd be like, one, two, three, four, five. And he's like,
0: Mississippi, you little motherfucker. And I was like, <laughs> oh, got it. Sorry, dad. That's like your aunt's uh, poor count for vodka. Um, no, I, I just like my, some of my family who are English, like, it's a very, it's a thing, right? Like, they take their time. And I mean, like, really, it's like, you take your time, right? It's like, okay, first we do this because like, it all has to be proper and it has to be like a certain way. And it's like, good Lord, it takes like an hour just to get to your first drink in the morning. It's, you know, is there
1: a better way to do tea? No, especially we have some really awesome friends that live in London and they just move at their own pace, which I think is great because they're so okay with it. And it always starts off. It's like, oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Would you like some tea? I would love some tea. Oh, mommy. And I'm like. This is taking an hour and a half to figure out to get to the bottom of what we're doing or how we're starting off our day. And I love that they have the ability to do that because I wake Jason up with such manic energy. And I'm like, like tomorrow, I'm going to the periodontist or whatever. And I know that it's at 10am, but then we have a meeting at one and then we have something to record at 2 and I'm like, I have to wake up super early at eight o'clock and make sure I get things done because I'm losing hours. And I I already
0: have anxiety and I hate that for me. So I am so I know, so maybe envious. I belong in London. I really do. Like, I need to wake up and like, oh, there's the, well, no, there's not the sun. It's London. But, you know, I need to wake <laughs> up and like, have like a, I, I don't know, a moment before I need some peace. I need some meditation. Like, that's why I was so happy when your mom was here for so long, because I felt like I had someone on my team. Where she's like, holy shit, what's going on this morning? It's like, oh, nothing. This is just how we start our day with anxiety and uh, craziness.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so sad.
0: Oh, she'll be back. Yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. All right, Adam. So we have been kind of discussing because Selling Sunset just wrapped its season, I think, right? Filming? Yeah, something like that, which... I know I know where you're going
1: to go with this, and I'm just not into it anymore. Like I feel like after buying Beverly season? No, but you know what I liked about like I always compare it to something that I watched, I witnessed them film, and it would be Vanderpump Rolls. Like the first two seasons, it was really just organic. And of course they have pickup shots. They have shots where maybe the mic didn't catch everything. So you have to know what outfits you wore or how you wore your hair because six months later they might make you redo the shot. Mm. Stuff like that. But, you know, over the seasons, it becomes so much more pre-produced. And I feel like for Selling Sunset, that's exactly what we're getting. And I feel like... Do you think it just went
0: too fast to that that pre-produced moment?
1: Yeah, well, I think right now they're probably scrambling because Christine Quinn was Selling Sunset. And now mm-hmm. with her gone, you know, normally I feel like I like to say not one person is bigger than the show.
0: But like... It was the Christine Quinn show, you know? You know, what's what's different to me about like, even like a million dollar listing, which has that whole Bravo vibe. Okay, so that's different. But like the Selling Sunset vibe originally, it, it was like kind of cool and fresh and new. But then like you watch this past season, uh, the very last one they did. And it's like everyone's at their desk for their desk meeting. And it just felt like it was just very... Okay, we're ready to start filming. Not like I'm just walking into the office. Whereas like buying Beverly Hills just started on Netflix, and you know I know a lot of people have feelings about you know uh, Beverly Hills, and they're like, well, I'm not watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills husband on Netflix. And well, it's about so much more, and it is so, it feels more authentic. I know some stuff is well, you produced, still get the it's real estate. Show. You get the real estate, but then you get like all of the other brokers within the agency who have their own thing going on and they operate so differently with their own teams. And I like the fact that we have a familiar face. I like the fact that family is involved and it just feels a little more natural and a little more like off your high horse a bit. I also like the mixing of genders, like
1: how they did that with selling OC, not just like You know, the twins and just like a bunch of women. Yeah, I mean, trust me, listen, I love my ladies. But I love like how adding like some men into the group, it just switches things up. So I I don't know. I'm all here for buying Beverly Hills, like seasons one through 10. I think it's going to be a killer show. But also, by the way, I just saw this. Somebody sent it to me since we're talking about reality TV. The rumor is right now that Kathy Hilton is trying to get Latoya Jackson onto the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What? And yeah. And she, um, somebody asked her and said, Well, is Latoya joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And she liked the comment. Or so, maybe she
0: just, well, I, you know, what's, it's so weird. They have to do something with Beverly Hills because I feel like, you know, here we are talking about Bravo yet again. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but they have to do something. Like people want familiar faces. Look at Legacy right now, the real housewives of New York Legacy. They're they've just put together a, a semi cast. Nothing is completely confirmed yet, but it's just like we need those familiar faces, but we also need new fresh faces. I think Latoya Jackson might be a good addition. Yeah, but also
1: I feel like I always love when they add a new face or two. We really have to get rid of some faces.
0: Yeah. Beverly Hills is due for definitely a facelift as Beverly Hills is known for. We definitely need a facelift, right? We need to lose a few that didn't fit. There was one new one who really shouldn't have come onto the show at all. And then, you know, I feel like we need Kyle Richards on the show be just because she's been there since day one. She's right? an anchor. Like, I can't imagine the show, like her or not. I can't imagine the real Housewives of Beverly Hills without her. However, I would love, love, love Lisa Vanderpump back on the show.
1: Well, don't hold your breath.
0: I know. I just feel like time is coming and she was waiting for that right moment.
1: What? Lisa Renner to be fired? Well, (laughs) there's that, which is
0: not confirmed as well.
1: Yeah. No, nothing's confirmed. Contracts haven't gone out. The rumor is it's at... The end of November, they'll be going out either before Thanksgiving or right after, and they're not filming until January, so Mm. they have time. And we usually see a little bit of
0: Christmas in it. Well, I mean, think the timeline changed. Yeah, we're not. Point. Yeah.
1: No, we're not seeing Christmas this year because last two seasons they picked up right where they left off because they were trying to get a lot in with legal and stuff like that. But now they don't have that to worry about, and I think that the cast, the crew, everyone's so exhausted. From such a ridiculous season that they're like, nope, fuck it. You guys get a break. You get a break.
0: You get a break. It's like, you get a car. You get a car. You get time off. And you get a contract right before Christmas and you do not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny what Ryan Bailey said, though, when he was on our show. Uh, He said that was kind of interesting is the show really played, you know, online on social media. The, The show really was happening not on the show. Right. And I think there's gotta be a way to bring it back to the show.
1: Yeah, it's a very simple way. It's stop it's the women have to stop leaking shit.
0: Well, that's true, because yes, that was happening. That was happening quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and that that kind of ruins the show because everybody knows what's coming. And then it's like this highly anticipated buildup, and then it's like you get it and you're like, oh, this is what we're waiting for. Mm." Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But reality TV though. You know, I think about this and I'm like, it's really time for a pivot. And I always go back to what Kelly Dodd said. You know, I think that the drama is so much more entertaining that we don't get to see like off camera with the crew and the cast and production telling the ladies what to do and the ladies like not doing it. And then the arguments and conversations that they have, I think that's probably 10 times more entertaining than, you know, like inviting all of the women to dinner. Because what happens is sometimes they sit at these dinner tables for six to eight hours. And they're stuck there until somebody stirs up drama like they need the scene. And if they don't get the scene, then we have a problem. And they're Which, like, okay. In a sense,
0: it's not really reality TV.
1: No. It that's is- why you get like the moments where Lisa Rinna's is like, do you guys want to play a game? And they're like, oh, fuck. And she's like, let's play a game. <laughs> let's play um, two truths and one lie. You know what I mean? And then they get each other to like say some silly shit and then somebody pops off
0: and they're like and cut we got our am I scene. crazy to say though am i crazy to say that it wasn't always like this you could put adrian Malouf, lisa vanderpump camille like at a table and it would just go
1: yeah well those days are over
0: no they're completely over but what i'm saying like if they were trying to revive beverly hills you need the new faces but you still need the ogs it has been proven you need them vicky gunvalson is filming oc again Potentially as a friend. I mean, obviously as a friend, she's not gonna have a orange, but like they really do need those people, the those familiar faces. That's what what it was built on. What do you think about
1: this now, Ramona officially saying like she's not coming back?
0: Um, I have mixed feelings with this because she's never really been my favorite on the show. Yeah. Um, I know she gives us those like Ramona isms and those those things that are like quirky and funny. But I feel like, you know, I, I I even feel like that decision is from her. Yeah, I mean, I guess
1: no. no I mean, I don't know. I I feel like no, I don't. I don't I because Bravo
0: I, is like or NBC is like, okay, we're done. You know, I mean, the last season of New York ended with this. It was just bad. And an investigation <laughs> too. You Think about that. And an I think. investigation, and that's an HR problem. And then she's selling real estate issues. now.
1: Like. Think about what Kelly said. She's like, people don't walk away from these kinds of jobs. It's like stripping. It's easy money. Like she's making (laughs) Ramona Singer was easily making seven figures to just kind of be rude and say and do whatever she wanted and go to great events and have vacations and then make appearances and go and watch what happens live and have the celebrity of it all.
0: It's such an easy job. And I don't want to sit here and talk just, you know, to all about Housewives, but we are. So, okay, so you guys, <laughs> no, but like, if you know, a, a lot of people have asked me too. okay, well, if you don't like that, what kind of show would you want to see? And right now, what I think is working is professionals, like young professionals, like you, you get on like a Selling Sunset, like, you know, a Designing Miami on Netflix. It's fun to watch pros do pro things. It doesn't have to be as dramatic. You can have the little... T- you know, cotton candy drama in there. But it's like, it's almost kind of inspiring. It's like, oh, I want to do something a little better too, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like after the pandemic too, I think that there's becoming less and less of a space for negativity. You know, like even when I started my YouTube channel during the pandemic, like I did not want to be this like negative bitch that was commentating on shit and just being like nasty.
0: Like, I feel like there there's space, too many of those, you know, it's it's there's too many. Right. But and then it back, becomes less and less existent. It's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah. But back to what I was going to say, though, is like the Real Housewives of New York with this new cast, a lot of young professionals in here. Do you think it's going to shake up the show? Do you think it's going to revive what the Real Housewives of New York was? Do you think they're going to do things differently? Or do you think Bravo I mean, it's not technically Bravo, but the, the production company is going to make the same mistakes it's been making.
1: Um, I think for well, there's two, right? I think for the revamped Rony with the younger cast, I think that there's going to be a total revamp with the way that they shoot it. I think that if you remember when we watched Real Housewives of Dubai, how one's opening their closet and then it pans over to the other person closing their closet, you know what I mean? Like those cool shots. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to have that. And it's going to feel like a refresh. It's not going to feel like the same Roni. And then for Legacy, if they have Sonia, Luann, and Dorinda, we still have a show. I'm surprised Ramona would be out. Kelly Ben Simone is just quirky and kooky enough. Like she's just... I mean, think about it. This woman literally was selling Jeffrey Epstein's island. And she's like, the real scary island. And it's like... That's not even funny. There was a lot of fucked up shit that happened on that island. But she's just like so out of touch where she thinks like, ha ha, ha clever play on words. Because my episode was the <laughs> Scary Island episode. You guys remember? <laughs> Go to sleep! Like... And then Jill Zarin. I just feel like it's going to be a big thirst fest. You know, I, I... I don't know. Ramona might be onto something. This could be... She called it the lo- loser legacy. I... I don't know. Dorinda makes for good TV, but people get exhausted with the aggressive drinking. Right. Sonia makes for great TV, but people get exhausted with the aggressive drinking. You know, I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm open to it, but I'm so grateful that Netflix is really taking over the reality TV space and pumping out so many great TV shows that,
0: honestly, I don't care. Right, no, I I have to agree. It's I just hope that what could have been good and the mistake I think they made is they did this real girlfriends of Paris, in Paris, not of Paris, because they'd have to be. Is it from in Paris or of Paris? I don't know. That's I how mean, none of them are French. Yeah. and that I know they were trying to play on the whole Emily in Paris thing, which is just the Netflix hit show. It just didn't work. These were supposed to be like young, again, that young professional kind of thing, and it just came off kind of like. It was just really bad, and I know 111,000 people who watch it every week are going to disagree with me, but it wasn't great. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't. Did you say 1,100 people? 111,000. I think that was the last ratings I read.
1: That's terrible. Those yeah. are terrible ratings. Salt Lake City's also getting bad ratings. Hey, hey, the don't point be is...
0: negative. Don't be negative. They could uh, pull up. They could pull up next season.
1: <laughs> I listen. We'll have to wait and see, but reality TV in general, just needs to take a pivot. And I think that Netflix is accomplishing that, but I just feel like Bravo is slacking in that department. I mean, we do have another show that's Vanderpump Rules-inspired called Southern Hospitality
0: that'll be coming out soon. And that I could do, be good. I really think that looks interesting. Just the the quick little teasers they've been giving us. I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to start watching that for sure. Is it going to be Lisa Vanderpump and West Hollywood and her restaurants? No. But that might be a great thing because we've seen it before. Now yeah. we have Leva and in Charleston. And if you look up some of the cast, I just think they might be a hit.
1: Yeah. And it's a different vibe, right? Like you said, we've seen West Hollywood before. So it's time. It's okay. It's exciting to see. I mean, look how the Southern Charm cast ranks in parties. So it's obviously <laughs> going to be a party. It's going to be a good time. Leva is not the most entertaining cast member to me, but... This doesn't but, really but that's on focus Charm. on her. Yeah, that's I on Southern mean, Southern
0: Charm, right? It's her you know? business,
1: but it's she's going to be playing a very LVP role, from what I understand, and it's like managing a bunch of like just wild, young, thirsty, hot staff members.
0: And, and I'm here for that. Also, a restaurateur who has done this before, so that is. That's interesting. It's not, this isn't just like someone on a reality show slapping their label on something and be like, I have a candle business and watch me run my candle employees. It's like, oh, she's an actual restaurateur. She actually has restaurants. She's done this. It might be really interesting. Yeah. And it could. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it.
1: I'm here for the reality TV shows that are coming and the ones that
0: are going. I just, here's my issue with Netflix, and this will be where I will leave it off for reality TV, (laughs) is when a show like Designing Miami, I love this show, guys. I really do. so good. You have a young couple, okay, in their 30s, right? Hot. They're in their 30s,
1: right? Yeah, they're a hot couple too.
0: They're a hot couple. They are both interior designers with their own interior design firms that sometimes compete against each other. But their styles are so different. The way they run their businesses are so different. And I don't even know how many episodes there were, but it just was like, I need more. And I need more now. And I just feel like, because, you know, they just canceled Selling Tampa. And everyone was like up in arms about like, what was wrong with it? Well, what was wrong with it is kind of, it was a little boring, you know? I know, and I saw I where the cast, some of the women.
1: the cast slammed Netflix as racist for it.
0: Yeah, I, listen. I don't think that's what happened because it was just not. I, I mean, for me, I I couldn't really get through any episode, and some of the women were very, very interesting. Um, but I just think it's the wrong place, too. I Tampa think that Tampa is an up-and-coming market, but it's just not as hot as like if we were doing Miami or if we were doing, you yeah. know, like New York. Remember selling New York or or London?
1: And to be fair, like. I mean, we live in Florida, and I'm not a huge fan of Tampa. Mind you, I've never lived there. But one of the reasons that selling Sunset, selling OC, buying Beverly Hills, million dollar, mil- million dollar listing, I can't even talk to, <laughs> million dollar listing, like all of the different franchises for that, why they were so successful was because we're seeing incredible real estate with price tags that are just wild. And on Selling Tampa, I think that the most expensive home they sold was like $2 million. And it's like, oh, this is like.
0: That's nice. Not interesting. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I listen, I like I like all the coasts of Florida, both coasts, west coast, east coast. I just it just wasn't as a dynamic city as I thought it was going to to show on TV. Like, let's do selling Dubai. Let's do selling Tokyo. Let's do selling Paris. Well, I do love Le Gence, the, the agency Oh uh, yeah you know, that was so good. That is so good. It's in French. Love it just listening to them it's amazing. But that was a great show. It's showing the whole aspect of a again a family who is yeah. working together which is in essence just amazing when you when you have a dynamic family like like them and then we're showing all of the different areas of of the of Paris and the Parisian lifestyle. I think it's fantastic. But let's do something more than selling Tampa,
1: yeah, and I mean honestly, here's the thing too, if a show gets canceled, just take it on the chin like your the ratings were terrible, it wasn't a good show, and it really wasn't, and I was so excited for selling Tampa, so I thought excited, yeah, and the the women did not keep my attention, but that's why I'm saying selling sunset too, I'm not excited for, and it's not because it's all women or anything like that like I I love the first two seasons. I'm just... I really feel like with Christine Quingon, it's not going to be good. Selling yeah. Tampa, I binge watched the entire the entire season in one day. And I was like, this is not a great show. Selling OC kind of had me. Buying Beverly Hills, I loved. Million Dollar Listing, I cannot watch it anymore. I'm like, this is just gitchy."
0: It depends. I think I can do next season. Maybe I'm going to try next season. I, I used mean, to love Million Dollar Listing.
1: I can't stand listening or watching... Josh Flagg, so it just oh. like annoys me. <laughs> okay. There's well, like this pompous arrogance. And I just can't, well, like it doesn't, it's not cute to me. It's like when you have those people in everyday life that just think it's like so cute and fun to just be an asshole. And I'm like, entitled. that's not, who the fuck are you? Like why, that's not cute. It's not nice to like just be an asshole to people for no reason. And mm. I feel like Josh Flagg has like that asshole energy. But also, guys, I can say that not from just watching him on TV. We worked in the same office with him. So,
0: yeah. You know, I've met him numerous times um, when I was running Pump. And he was very nice. Oh, see, I always thought he had douchebag. You had a different... Yeah, you had different interactions. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the reason we mentioned some some of these shows and so many of these shows today is because a lot of our guests are from these shows... And I'm so excited to talk to them about that and get their perspective on it. It was so interesting to talk with Sheena the other day. It's Sometimes it's nice not to really talk about the show so much because I think now their lives are even just more interesting than the show.
1: Yeah. And we have a lot of incredible people. Um,
0: Can I name some of our upcoming guests? I mean, we talked about a few of them. We've talked about it. Fr- we have Brandy Glanville is still coming on the show. However, we have chosen to delay and hold that off for a minute because there's reasoning behind that. Um, gosh, who else do we have coming on soon? Lala Kent, Banner Pump Rules, potentially the Colpo sisters, which is awesome. Brand new show again. Here, we- here's another show on TLC um, with Olivia Colpo, Ar- Aurora Colpo, Sophia Colpo. They're Great- so cute. They're so cute. And they're big um, influencers. And and Olivia was Miss Universe, um, what, 10 years ago? Not a decade ago? Can't remember. Anyway, this family, it's fun. Again, it's based around family. It's fun to watch. So they're going to come on the show as well. That's on TLC. But I'm, yeah, super excited and so glad that we could just talk today. I know we wanted to throw an interview up today, but we were like, you know what, we have to We have to be ready to do the intro and the outro for the interview. And we were just like, let's just talk. Well, yeah. And we today,
1: to be fair, too, like I'm excited about the lineup of people that we have. I didn't want to just like phone a friend and be like, hey, you want to jump on the podcast with us? Because like so far, we've had so many incredible guests and I want to keep building those incredible guests, even though like our friends would be great too. I just, I don't know.
0: Like the lineup that we have, I want to keep on like that momentum, you know? 100%. 100%. You know what? I can't get out of my head and I've been playing with this idea, Adam, and this is listen. Okay. Just hear me out because every time I, like I'll test it on my Instagram and I'll ask, Hey, would it be fun to have Michael Flatley from Riverdance, Lord of the Dance on the show? Or, uh, Maria Pajas, who also from Riverdance, or Gene Butler from Riverdance, like back in the day, you know, because we do talk to a lot of arts people, and I think it'd be so fun to hear their story, especially how big that was. And you haven't seen Riverdance ever. I don't even know what the hell that is. Exactly. So I'm taking you to see it in January, and then I'm already talking to a few of them, and I really want to bring them on the show because I think it will a, just bring a different audience. And a lot of our subscribers have written to me. And we're like, that would be amazing if you could get one of them on the show.
1: Yeah, and we have another party to go to tomorrow night. I'm so exhausted from this weekend, but we have a Below Deck premiere party, which is going to be a a lot of fun. Viewing party. Captain Harry from
0: Below Deck Adventure.
1: Yes. I'm so sick of driving and commuting. Like today, we drove like 45 minutes to go see my family. And then we took out this boat. We took them you know, they're visiting in from Arizona, took them over to this thing called, um, I'm I'm not going to name it because I feel like I'm giving too much information, but it's like where you walk through and it looks like this kind of like little crappy sandy area, but then you walk through like this tunnel of trees and then out on the other side is like this Pirates of the Caribbean beach. And we took one of our, I say subscribers, but really they feel like family at this point, Murray and Matt over there yeah and they absolutely loved it everyone is always blown away by it and then i mean i'm so exhausted i pushed my uncle in the pool yesterday i didn't realize i got his his wallet all wet we went out to lunch with them today um
0: yeah it's just been like non-freaking it's been non stuff you gotta think about it we've been going from like Newport to do the Kelly Dodd interview, Newport, California. Then we came back and went to New York. I went back to New York. We went down to Fort Lauderdale. And in between that, we've been traveling within Florida as well. I mean, it's just been it's just uh, been nonstop. It's it's just been nonstop. So fortunate and I love the fact that
1: things stay exciting and everything. But you know, somebody was asking me today, do you ever miss living in LA? And it was one of my family members. But I was like, you know, no. Because now that we do the podcast and we do YouTube, we're constantly traveling and we're always going to like, this sounds so bougie and annoying, but like these like events or things that are being thrown and kind of putting ourselves in the mix. And now coming home to our place today, even though it's like really sad without my mom here and I hate like the day that somebody leaves because I just go in like this great depression. But like, (laughs) I love having... yeah. I love having my space, though, and just being able to, like, I, after this, want to take a hot-ass bubble bath. I want to go lay in my bed and press that little button that, like, makes the bed go up. I want to watch White Lotus. I want to get the sand out of my ass. Like, well, we were at the beach all day. Like, I'm literally sitting here in, like, a pile of sand. You took a shower. I had to walk the dogs.
0: Hmm. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: sorry guys getting a little too open here with you yeah too and that's a little tmi so guys again thank you so much for listening like jason said i'm gonna chime in here on that and thank you so much for all of your incredible ratings and reviews you know i love looking at them i love seeing the feedback. podcast episode last week about our relationship apparently touched a lot of people which i thought was so nice and i received so many dms and text messages and it just goes to prove and show that you guys are listening which means we're doing something right and that means everything to us so we love you guys we have an incredible lineup we're getting ready for the holidays shit's getting real and we're about to cap off this year soon and it just seems like Man, our podcast episode to end our last one for the year. We have to do our year in a nutshell. I think that would be so much fun for the listeners. Lots coming up.
0: Yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah. We love you guys. And until next time, drop those five
0: stars. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, guys. We will see you again on Friday. Bye, Bye, guys. Love you.